Hey folks, it's Marcus Allen. It is Tuesday, September 7th at 9-11. Actually just turned to 9-12, 2021. And this is the Marcus Allen Show. And I'm out of breath because I wanted to make that 9-11 and I just missed it. Darn it. Anyway, as always, let's skip the fluff and get right to the good stuff. I have a video, still out of breath. Let me pop it open here. Uh, and this is kind of making the rounds today in the truth scene. It's from a Qantas airline pilot who for 25 minutes and 54 seconds goes on a rant. And I showed it to the fam at dinner tonight, and it was quite gripping. It had the full attention of everyone. Uh, normally they get distracted, especially the boys. And I like to go over that, but before I do that, Let's talk about the Streisand effect. I've talked about this in the past many times, and I think it's a good time to talk about it again. And according to Wikipedia, the Streisand effect is a phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove, or censor information has the unintended consequence of increasing awareness of that information, often via the internet. And the reason why they call it the Streisand effect is because someone... It's in the Wikipedia article, and I'll link to it. Took a snapshot of Barbara Streisand's beautiful home, and the diva didn't like that. And here, I think it was um, this one right here, the Coastal Records Project, California Coastal Records Project. And basically, no one saw this except Barbara Streisand. Isn't that always the case? The town narcissists work. No one cares about you. The only person that cares about you when you look in the mirror is you. If you have big ears like I do, nobody cares except you. And the ego got the best of Barbara Streisand. And Barbara Streisand complained. And as a result, let's see if the Wikipedia talks about this. Something like millions of people um, saw the picture of her home instead of like 40-something. I can't seem to find it on how many people saw it. It was a lot. And that's what happened here with this guy. Let me go to my notes. Let me pop them open. Uh, if you go to this guy, this Australian pilot's Rumble account. Now, Rumble is supposed to be censor-free. Well, it was down all today. And a lot of people thought, although that has changed, you can see... 124,000 views, not too bad. But apparently this guy's been posting a lot, and the only thing that's here is this particular video. And I'm on all time. So apparently the Streisand effect has uh, kicked in, got his account reinstated with Rumble, because again, Rumble's supposed to be pro-freedom. Uh, I, I, I doubt it, but that's the it, they're kind of like proton mail. In fact, Proton Mail is, was in the news yesterday. I should probably do a whole show about that. Proton Mail, DuckDuckGo, these are what are known as honeypots. They pretend to be pro freedom, but they're not. In fact, DuckDuckGo, check this out. If you go to duck.com, it redirects to DuckDuckGo. Guess who had duck.com beforehand? Google. Google gifted duck.com to DuckDuckGo. 
So DuckDuckGo is constantly slamming Google as being a tracking surveillance search engine, yet Google was nice enough and kind enough to gift them DuckDuckGo to DuckDuckGo. Give me a break. And ProtonMail, the thing about ProtonMail, so why they get in trouble? Because they doxed a customer of theirs. Doxing meaning, let's see, if here's, here's ProtonMail. Uh, let me put that in my notes. Boom, 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 boom. What else do we have in the notes? DuckDuckGo. Nah, I don't need to put that. And this goes up here. Yeah, so ProtonMail is supposed to be secure email based in Switzerland, which has the the most lockdown uh, security measures on the planet. That's not true either. And what ProtonMail is always known for is sending end-to-end -end encryption secure mail. But here's the problem with that. It's peer-to-peer end-to-end encryption, meaning if I send, let's say I'm Marcus Allen at protonmail.com, I don't think I'm that. I've got some account there. I don't think it's that. And I send it to Joe Blow at protonmail.com. Yes, technically that is end-to-end -end encryption. But if I go from Marcus Allen at protonmail.com to Tim Sweeney at gmail.com, that is all of a sudden not encrypted. See, see, see how that works? The other thing about Proton Mail and the reason the person got doxxed, and the reason they got doxxed was ridiculous. They were allegedly a French squatter. So a French climate change squatter, someone who goes into old, you know, dilapidated buildings and turns it into their home. Uh, that's why that's what the police got a court order and got the court to contact Proton Mail and demand to see this person's IP address. And that's how they dox them and track them down. I mean, the lamest thing ever. It's not like the person blew up buildings or anything like that. And even that would be ridiculous too. When ProtonMail says we protect your, your privacy, they clearly don't. And the reason they don't is because they, they track by IPs. They say they don't, but they admitted on their blog, let's see if it's on their blog. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, here we go. They have a whole thing and I'll, and I'll post this. You can read it for yourself. They come up with some lame excuse that they had no choice. And of course they had a choice. Of course they had a choice. And what you can do is you just, you don't track IPs, period. There are a couple other email services based in Switzerland and Iceland that do that. They just come right out and say, we do not track your IP, period. No government can force us to track your IP, period. So ProtonMail got busted for something I've known a long time ago. Also, the other thing too is if you ever agree to submit your contact list, it doesn't matter if there's end-to-end -end encryption. You're, you're toast. You're now, it's so easy for them to triangulate to know who you are. Oh, it's so frustrating because people who are smart know about this kind of stuff. They, they obviously know not to, to go with ProtonMail. They know not to, even Tor. 
Like you keep hearing how Tor is safe. No, 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 no. Again, I'm going to do a whole show about this. Tor is not safe. Uh, end of statement period. It, it's government. It was funded by the Navy. In fact, the, the inventor of Tor was trying to make excuses. Oh, just because it was invented by the Navy doesn't mean it's compromised. I'm the guy who wrote the software. I, it's me. I'm not the government. Yeah, you're funded by the government. So anyway, I'm getting way off track here. The Streisand effect. So that's what happened here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to mostly play this guy's video. I saw Tim, a fakeologist. Let me put a link to him. Fakeologist, and I'll fill this out later. Uh, he he kind of casually briefed over uh, a little part of this. I think it needs, the whole thing needs to be watched. And again, this is kind of long, so I'm going to kind of keep my comments brief because I like to bloviate over things, but uh, let's let's just get it going. Can't go to cities because they're all locked down. I can't hug me grandkids, they're in the next town. And even with my mask on, you can still see me frown. I still call Australia home. Well, here we go again. Uh, okay. What is with it with the Australians and doing the karaoke thing? <laughs> I was asking that at dinner and my son's like, well, the Wiggles, they're still popular there. I guess it's a Wiggles thing. You guys with the singing, uh, remember the Wiggles? Boy, that brings back some memories, which, which leads into September 11th. That's coming up. I was reminded that my family is, I hate weddings. I hasn't been invited to a small wedding this weekend, which is great because I was going to record my 9-11 show on Thursday, which is tomorrow. That's cool because now I can do it on Saturday, which is 9-11, since I'll be here all by my lonesome unless I go to some faraway flung place. Probably won't. So, yeah, there's something about these Australians, like I know Frank the Salt Guy through Fakeologist, he's he's into karaoke. This guy's into karaoke. What's with you in the karaoke? Um, my name's Graham Hood, and I am a 53-year veteran in aviation. I've been a pilot for 53 years. I've been an employee of Qantas for 32 years and had my command with Qantas for 32 years. I've been employed by TAA, Australian Airlines, Air Queensland, Bush Pilot Airways. I've been a crop dusting pilot. I have been a charter pilot. I've flown the venerable DC-3 around Cape York and the Gulf of Carpentaria. And um, I'm a very proud Australian and a proud employee of Qantas. But that's all struggling with me a little bit at the moment. Uh, I have flown some 35,000 hours I have done 20,000 takeoffs and landings. Uh, I have spent 2,800 nights or so in hotel rooms. That amounts to almost eight years in hotel rooms. I've done 175 simulators. Um, I think I've passed all of them. I've been thoroughly tested with over 50 medical examinations to hold my license. And um, everything I stands for, stand for, stand for is now being threatened by a ridiculous mandate that I cannot support. It's a mandate that all aviation workers uh, 
in the industry are now being forced to adopt, and that is no jab, no job. And a timeline's been set on, on oh, for goodness sake, has been set on no jab, no job. Um, I'm sorry, I'm muting myself. I need a faster mute button. Anyone know, if someone can contact me, I have a Zoom H6. How do I do an instant mute and unmute? Because when you hit the the number, there's there's left, right, one, two, three, four, I've got a six channel. And when I click on the number two, I'm on microphone two, it takes like a second and a half for it to kick in. There's gotta be a way to, anyway, sorry about that. Did the, the mask thing, See, I wish he didn't do that because that looked totally fabricated to me and that really lessens the credibility. I've done a lot in my career. I'm very proud of what I've achieved in my career. I left, I left school at the age of 13 or I stopped going to school at 13. I had a juvenile criminal record by the time I was 17. I've struggled with all life's issues. I've made several television programs about my addiction to pornography over the years that I've... Whoa. Okay, you know this guy's going to tell the truth. What's next? With the things that have taken me to the edge, I've been so close to uh, the black dog pushing me over a cliff uh, a couple of times years back that, um, that I don't like to recall. It's all out there. I don't care what people think of me. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I just try hard not to stick my arm in the toilet. I, uh, I work with my wife running a ministry that supports uh, the adult victims of childhood sexual abuse. My wife was one of those. She appeared in the Royal Commission, the Sexual Abuse Royal Commission. I deal a lot with men who have pornography addiction and who are depressed and suicidal. I've been in welfare in the company unofficially for many years. I've been a trusted confidant of many a pilot and flight attendant who I've worked with. I feel I have the respect and love and gratitude of a lot of people I've worked with over the years because I've always tried to keep it real and I've always been really honest. And that's why I'm making this video now. I'm making this video now because I think what's going on is absolutely criminal. Uh, I am not against vaccinations. Everybody who makes videos like this says that, but I can back it up. I gave approval for my mother in a nursing home to be vaccinated with Pfizer six months ago obviously not knowing what I know now. I have also been jabbed for uh, tetanus just recently after being bitten by a feral cat at the farm. Um, I, uh, I'm not against vaccinations. Am I about to retire anyway and live off a fat superannuation scheme? No, I need to work for another two years if possible. I don't have any super left because while I might have been a good pilot, I've been a very bad financial manager and issues in my life have caused me to um, to go down some wrong pathways financially. If I lose my job, I will lose my income and that will leave me completely without funds. I live on a self-sufficient property with my, with my wife who has degrees in nursing, law and psychology, who has many friends in the uh, healthcare sector who are nurses who she's worked with all her life, who are still working and who are perplexed by these draconian rules that apply to them in order that they must have to be jabbed to keep their job and they do not trust the vaccine from what they've seen. They don't believe that it's been properly tested and they believe it's been rushed through and so do many doctors. I ask you to look at the website which is the uh, CMN, the community, sorry, the COVID Medical Network. 
Okay, I already did that, so let's take a look. The COVID Medical Network. And this reminds me of those frontline doctors and the Great Barrington Declaration. In fact, let me put that in the notes. Frontline doctors and Great Barrington Declaration. Exploration. Actually, let's talk about that. Allison McDowell did a great expose about that. Let's see if I can find it. It's uh, Wrench in the Gears, Great Barrington. She was asked to speak at one of these things. And here it is. Popping up slowly but surely. So let me, let me take some notes here for you. Again, I have the companion notes below this video and audio. If you're listening on audio, you can always go to escapethenewnormal.com and see the notes if you're listening on audio. And if the notes aren't there, that means it's in my archives because I only have a limited amount of free shows, video and audio on the site. You want to click on the Marcus Allen Show and see that. So let's... Put that there, and let's look what Allison has to say. Basically, she makes all these ties about the Great Barrington Declaration. Basically, just being pro-vax. Here we go. Here's here's if you were to sign that, these are the things that you're agreeing to. We did, in fact, experience a legitimate global health emergency. No, we don't. Using PCR as a diagnostic test for COVID is valid. No. In fact, the WHO, I think it was, says that it's not valid. Let me put that in my notes. COVID test no longer valid. I'll find the link for that. We should seek to constrain targeted groups of healthy people and focus on protection. No. Number four, it is acceptable to socially isolate elders, including from family members. No. Advancing the current childhood vaccination program is a priority. And then there's other stuff too. This is an excellent article. Allison is very, very good at connecting high-level dots. Highly recommend almost everything that Allison talks about. I'm not too much into dandelion power, but that's okay. Can't win them all. So I have a feeling that the COVID medical network is a very similar thing. In fact, if I go down, uh, where was it? If I look at the, and this is very important. It's very important to focus on this because there's a lot of controlled opposition, a lot of thought leaders that are given to us. I think it was this. And they're, they're just wolves in sheep's clothing. Tomorrow, again, with COVID, I, I keep making promises like tomorrow I'm going to talk about this and then COVID stuff happens and then there's there's another pivot. But maybe tomorrow I'm going to show you a nurse town hall, which is probably just as important as watching this video. And it is led by absolutely a wolf in sheep's clothing. So stay tuned for that. So here we go. It's it's stuff like this. Finally, so this is sort of their mission statement bullshit, blah, 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 blah. So let's go down here. Finally, we implore the governments of Australia. I stop reading.
if anyone still thinks that governments don't lie to us and that politicians represent us, which they don't, there's no exception, right down to the local level. They're all in the club. They all worship obelisks and geometry, every single one of them. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't get in. They would be so railroaded out, it's crazy. So this is talking about implore the governments of Australia, state and federal, to be ever mindful of the balance between loss of freedoms and basic rights and the promotion of public health, blah, blah, blah. And I think this one was about politics too. Consideration of an international early warning. It was this one. Consideration of Commonwealth taking greater responsibility. No, no, no. See, this is the this is a classic dialectical process. Doesn't matter who is being pointed to as being the truth, they're always pointing to the same thing. That government is there for you. They're there to help you. They're there to save you, and nothing could be further from the truth. Government doesn't care about you. The only thing they care about is controlling you, period, end of statement. So let's go back to his thing. There is a letter there, an eight-page letter, which states all of the concerns that anybody must be experiencing if they've held back on this vaccine. The fact that they're holding back is because they're not relying on Carl Stefanovic or David Koch to tell them what to do. They're actually turning off Big Brother. They're turning off My Kitchen Stinks. And they're going... I don't know what that My Kitchen Stinks. That ha This is like, I need to have like John LeBon on as an Aussie interpreter because this is all Australian like TV shows, I'm guessing, or or puns or comedy i'm not i'm not getting it into the web to wade through the plethora of rubbish that's in there to find real truth and they're finding lots of it they're finding truth from doctors and scientists who have no vested interest in this financially who are saying hold the phone stop this nonsense we are going down the wrong track and they are not being listened to I'm trained as a pilot in Qantas to listen to the concerns of my crew in an emergency situation. There is a terminology that's used. If I hear it, I immediately switch to what my co-pilot is telling me. That terminology is, Captain, you must listen. And when I hear that word, that, that phrase, I stop what I'm doing and I focus straight on what the issue is that the co-pilot's trying to bring to my attention. Australia, you must listen. You must listen. I'm putting my career, my 53-year career, towards an ignominious end by making this video. I don't care. I don't care what you think of me. What you think of me is none of my business. But I would rather stand on your toes today than stand by your grave in the future. I'll run that risk. As for me and my house, we're not convinced yet. I cannot give confirmed uh, a, a confirmed informed consent to this vaccine because it has not been properly tested. Long-term effects are still yet to be analysed. The Minister for Health, Greg Hunt, says long-term effects will not be known at least till the end of 2022. That's a pretty important statement right there. Uh, if we go to core, what's the name of the Is that what it's called? 
Pfizer. Right, here we go. Okay, so on, on my last show, I talked about this Comirnaty. By the way, I saw on the Dollar Vigilante, Jeff Perwick, he says if you take the RNA, because look, here, let's do this. Boom, boom. Okay, so if, if you, this is, this is the same thing. Comi RNA-TY. If you take the RNA out, this word comity actually means like secret group or something like that. <laughs> it just never ends with these guys. So, uh, so anyway, the thing about this, them, the FDA saying that it was approved. No, that was a lie. In my last show, I didn't know any better. If you look at the FDA letter. It literally says that this Comirnaty is a future vaccine that hasn't even been made yet, and that the all the other vaccines are still under the emergency authorization, blah, blah, blah. So they're even lying about that. They're lying that there's an approved COVID vaccine. It just never ends with the lies. The government lies. I address my comments firstly in order to Qantas. Firstly, I say to Qantas that the survey that you conducted was a scam. The survey you conducted drew answers from 12,000 people who were happy to respond to a survey that the other 10,000 people felt was flawed. Okay, I think this is a little bit of inside baseball. This reminds me of the survey that my wife, who's a first grade school teacher, got and they were trying to get a feel for who was going to take the vaccine. And they kept sending letters out saying, oh, you know, uh, so many of you have filled it out, but there's still a few of you who haven't told us what's going on. And they've sent like a couple of those out. I think that's what he's referring to is the surveys were to pilots of Qantas. I'm just guessing. And felt threatened by filling in because they couldn't be honest. That's the truth. 86% of the people you surveyed who answered the questions we're in favor of mandatory vaccination. Why? I, I don't buy that figure at all. No way 87% of Australians, Australians, which has one of the lowest vaccination rates in the world, no way 87% are going to say yes to that. That's just a flat, another flat out lie. And we'd be in favor of anything mandatory that destroys our rights as human beings under the Constitution is beyond me. But all I can say is that they've had enough. They want to move on. They want to get back to flying. They want to get back to having a normal life. Well, I may be breaking some news to you right now. For those of you who think that being vaccinated is going to return us to a normal life, have a look at the news today from Mr. Tedros, or I should call him Dr. Tedros from the World Health Organization, who announced that there is a new pandemic coming. There is a new virus that's not linked to COVID and it's called Marburg. And his advice is for countries to prepare to treat Marburg as they have treated COVID. A different vaccination has already been worked on. Hooray! They knew about it before they announced it. They've been working on the vaccine for a while. So what is he talking about? Well, here it is. Get this. 
This is the first I've heard of it. Of course, they show bats. <laughs> oh, the, the scary bats. They're coming for you. The Marburg virus disease is a highly virulent, virulent disease that causes hemoric, hemorrhagic, looks like magic, fever with a fatality rate of up to 88%. Woo! Look out. If you think COVID was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, it just, it's going to get really good. So that's what that is. <laughs> so not only are you going to be vaccinated almost weekly, as it'll turn out, with COVID vaccine, you're now going to be vaccinated for Marburg. And your freedoms will be taken away from you because Marburg will give Daniel Andrews and his like another opportunity to lock you all up. It's not over, people. Think about this. It just is not over. So Qantas, this mandate is forcing people to fly under duress at the moment because a lot of people are deeply concerned about their future. Bad move. You have policies in place about diversity and workplace bullying and work health and safety. Work health and safety, you're making your flight attendants wear masks all day long, suffocating on their own carbon dioxide. Wrong. You said earlier in a press release when this, when this um, whole thing came to light that the safest place you could be is in an aeroplane because the air gets changed every few minutes. Now you're saying we've got to vaccinate because the most unsafe place to be is in an aircraft. Well, facts don't matter. Which is it? Have you made a decision yet? Which is it? These policies that relate to no workplace bullying and diversity. You brought it out. Alan Joyce, you were the champion of same-sex marriage. And you were victorious. And good on you. I admire your guts and your tenacity. But now you're introducing a whole set of, of, of uh, new circumstances where people are going to be vilified for making a decision that they think is right based on what they know to be true. And that includes gay and lesbian people, atheists, Islamists, Christians, blacks and whites who work for Qantas. They're all going to be discriminated now based on whether they've had a vaccine or not. And what is it about an airline that is forcing its pilots and air crews to get vaccinated where they may have blood clots in a blood clot rich environment. If you look at the videos that we play to our passengers about deep vein thrombosis, that you're prepared to risk all that so we get the airline flying again. That's new to me. So now the airlines are talking about blood clots as a possibility of flying. I sure would like to see a video about that. And why isn't anyone concerned about that? That's interesting. Well, the airline's going to get flying again, whether I'm vaccinated or not. And whether my friends are vaccinated or not. It does no, that's not going to happen. Look into Agenda 21. Look into Dr. Day from 1969. I'll put a link to that. Agenda 21. Dr. Day predictions. This has been known for donkey's years that Agenda 21 is all about getting rid of uh, non-essential private transfer or commercial transportation. 
Only the rich and the powerful will be able to fly. This is exactly what this is all about. Has nothing to do with what he's talking about. They're not going to fly again. That's what they do. They go two steps or three steps forward, take one step back until you, you don't recognize. I mean, think about what has happened in the last almost two years. Go back to 2019 and look at, go back to 2019 and look at a Casey Neistat video. Here, I'll do that. Casey Neistat video. He used to do these daily vlogs. Take a look at how quote unquote normal. It was relatively normal back then. No one was wearing a mask. Everyone seemed to have a smile on their face. It was hustle bustle. Businesses were thriving. I mean, it's unrecognizable just a year and a half ago what it's like compared to today. And this is all part of the plan of the Agenda 21 plan. Matter, it will fly again until Marburg hits the road. And then it's all over again. A couple of friends of mine died with HIV AIDS. It was terrible. But in a way, I was glad they died because they were being persecuted because they were living a lifestyle that put them in that position. Mm, don't agree with that. HIV AIDS, there's no, it's like a virus. There's no proof that HIV AIDS is real. There's no proof. There's never been an isolation of a virus. Never. Ever. In the history of history. That's the whole germ theory versus terrain theory. I'll, man, I got a lot of, I thought this was going to be an easy night. Germ theory versus terrain theory. So tonight is quite the lesson. Yeah, there's, there's, you have to look at the virus is so small that it has to be seen in an electron microscope. They have never shown us a real picture of viruses ever. HIV, COVID, none of it. None of it. So all of these drugs and vaccines are based on a lie unless they can come out and all of a sudden show it to us and prove it. And we can have scientists who can validate it. Oh, and those scientists were going to be, they're going to be discredited because they're, they're going to say, no, that's not a virus. That's, that's, that's nothing. Unbelievable. And it was terrible what they went through. People avoided them like they had the plague. You know about that, Alan. You've been, you, you work in this environment. You know the situation. Is he, is he calling out Alan as gay? A champion for people who would have been victims of HIV AIDS. You probably had many friends who've died from it. And now the same persecution is going to be visited on me because I'm deciding to wait until the proof comes in. Is that what you stand for? Really? Come on, you've done a lot to keep this airline viable through this disaster. I applaud a lot of the things you've done, even though I, there are some of your policies I've, I've outwardly argued with you over, to the point that I got stood down from flying duties for two weeks on one occasion. But I have nothing against you. It's the system, and the system stinks. There are wives who are saying, if you don't get vaccinated, and you lose your job, you lose me and the children. That's on both sides, by the way. Uh, that's that's what I said to my wife. <laughs> I said, if you get vaccinated or you even take a test, I pack my bags, I leave that night. It, it goes on both sides. And I mean that. No way. Because I knew back then, no way am I going to be in the same house 
as someone who takes a poison. We have no idea if there's such things as vaccine shedding. It sounds like it is. There's, there's a lot of stories out there where women are, are bleeding by standing next to people who are vaccinated and they're not vaccinated. And we know that women get periods at the same time when they hang out with each other. Why not? Now, at the same time, I'm not into contagion. I do not believe that viruses exist, so they don't or they're not contagious. But I know a yawn is contagious. I'm kind of conflicted on that. Don't know what to think. Still thinking about it. You pay us good money to make critical safety decisions every single day. I've made hundreds of thousands of them successfully for Qantas. And here I am applying the same analogy, applying the same mode of thinking to whether I get vaccinated or not, and I cannot give an informed consent yet. And you're asking me to do what is against my grain as an operating pilot to do. And that's take chances I don't believe I should take. Unions, you're the same. You're desperate to see your members flying again. So am I. I've flown hardly at all in 18 months. I want to get back flying. I've probably blown my chances by saying what I'm saying now, making it public, but I don't care. Start your own airline. It is what it is. CASA. Civil Aviation Safety Authority. When the 737 MAX was sent into service in America, the Boeing company, company sent out something that shouldn't have been certified because there were secrets in the design of that aeroplane that were deadly and nobody knew about it. Who signed off on it? Your equivalent in America, the FAA, they signed off on it. 400 people lost their lives. Boeing nearly went broke. And CASA? Are you any different? You've been deathly silent about whether pilots should have the vaccine or not. You've been deathly silent. You run some of the most stringent medicals in aviation in the world. We can't take codeine because it might affect our ability to make careful decisions. If I go to sleep after a long meal Christmas Day lunchtime, you think I've got sleep apnea and you'll pull my licence. Every six months, I struggle to make sure that all your boxes are ticked so that I can keep flying. Stress ECGs, ophthalmology, ear tests, blood tests. And now you're saying, just rely on the advice of your designated medical examiner who is a GP, who's only reading the stuff that the World Health Organization is pushing through our government. The World Health Organization. You remember them, they're part of the United Nations. They're part of the group that brought you the genocide in Rwanda. Uh-oh, here we go. Hundreds of thousands of people hacking themselves to death in front of UN soldiers who were peacekeepers who weren't allowed to do anything. Does that, is that fact checkable? <laughs> uh, of course it is, but I won't fact check it. Uh, I believe it. Why not? It's wrong. CASA, if there's an accident, there have already been pilots who have suffered side effects from these vaccines. If there's an accident or an incident, you will be held accountable. You will be. And rightfully so. Scott Morrison. What a disappointment. 
You said in a press conference the other day, you were asked questions about vaccines, and you said, we are a free country. We don't mandate vaccines. That's not who we are. We believe everybody should make responsible decisions based on their informed consent. Are you serious? You know why you haven't mandated vaccines? You do know because it's unconstitutional. It is against the constitution that you've been elected and sworn to protect. That's why. Actually, it's not unconstitutional. I've, I've gone over this many times before. Uh, we, we choose to only look at some parts of the constitution. The constitutions, depending on where you are, clearly say that states have different different ways of going about things, that businesses have go, different ways of going about things. There's always loopholes because the people who write the constitutions, the club, uh, they never write it for us. It's, it's a lie. They write it to make it seem like we're free and seem like we have rights. By the way, a right is nothing more as than a legal promise, and promises are meant to be broken. So it's not really constitutional. And even the Nuremberg Code uh, has all kinds of loopholes in it so they can get around this stuff. The, the one thing about the people who are ruling over us is they're very savvy people, and they write in a very legalistic way so they can write these things. They're more like marketing pamphlets. The Constitution's a marketing pamphlet. It's not a legal document. That's why they're doing what they're doing to us right now. You haven't got the guts to change the Constitution, so you're powering it up with the CEOs of organizations all around the companies to get them to do your dirty work for you. I, again, this has nothing to do with guts. This is the Constitution. The first three letters is con. It's a con. They cherry pick some of what's in the Constitution, put it into the marketing pamphlet, uh, which is our public education system, telling us that we have these freedoms. Every country tells us we're free. Hell, in Cuba, they tell you you're free and you're not. Are we free here in the United States? And how about Australia? Are they free? I mean, it's crazy what's going on there. And it's crazy because they took the guns away. One false flag. It wasn't even false flag. A hoaxed shooting. In fact, let me put the post. I'll link to it. I just saw a video about this. Australian hoaxed shooting gets rid of guns i'll show you a video of them burning burning the guns yeah so it's uh the constitution's a con and you call yourself a christian go back to your bible mr morrison read the book of revelation it might give you a hint on where we're heading with all this yeah see this is where i start get bothered let me see if i have it my notes here okay I, I, I refer to this so often I have it on speed dial. <laughs> 50,000 errors in Bible contradictions. Now, I don't know where they get the 50,000, but there's something like 500 direct Bible contradictions. I can't stand when people bring in the Bible when, they, when it comes to this kind of stuff because it really makes them look silly. Uh, uh, to be uh, totally upfront, uh, I don't have a middleman to my creator. I go direct. It's a lot faster that way and a lot cheaper. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't believe in Bibles and obeying and all that kind of stuff. Many people mistake me for being a very religious person because I have a very high moral compass. Uh, I got rid of the TV for my children. 
I don't want them going to schools. There's a lot of things that I do that make me look very religious, but I'm not. And I would never bring in the Bible and Jesus into this conversation. Uh, and again, if you look at these are my actually my favorites, number 11. God is the author of evil. God is not the author of evil. And there's just one contradiction after another. So when people bring in the Bible, oh man, do I get bent out of shape about that. State Premiers, McGowan, good on you. You've isolated, you've isolated 18 of my grandkids and five of my children from me and my wife for the last three years based on garbage. They have been without their grandparents for all that long. And you're running around, strutting around like the king of the universe. For goodness sake, man, grow up and have a look at what you're doing. How many people in your state are killing themselves because their businesses have gone bad? Daniel Andrews. <laughs> Don't get me started. Draconian Dan. Draconian Dan. You said yesterday in a, in a press conference that anybody who's not vaccinated will not be given a hospital bed in your system because you don't want to put your system under stress. Well, if your system can't handle the stress, it's because you were the health minister for two terms. You were. Actually, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to unvaccinated people. The fact that the vaccinated people, and you're going to see this again if I can get to it tomorrow with these nurses, one of the things they talk about and they confirm is that vaccinated nurses in hospitals loathe unvaccinated people. So those who come into the hospital because they're unvaccinated, they hope they die anyway. They're like, I hope they rot in hell for not being vaccinated. So the last thing you want to do is go to a doctor. The last thing you want to do is go to a hospital. I'm talking about, unless it's com complete trauma, like you were in a really bad car crash or you're in a really bad fire. Those are like the two exceptions to the rule. But for everything else, man, stay away from the hospitals. <laughs> Just eat right. I, I've said this forever. Eat right. Stop eating junk. You don't even need fresh air. You don't need vitamin D in the sun and and sleeping eight hours, although it's all very helpful, no doubt about it. But the number one thing for me and why I've never had a sniffle during this entire entire time, this COVID, is because I eat right. I eat a very nutritious, a lot of meat, very nutritious diet. So stay away from this. This is the greatest thing that ever happened. You don't want to go to a hospital. System's not up to it because of your governance. And what are you going to do if you're really serious about saving lives? Ban fast food. Ban sweet drinks. Ban tobacco. Ban Again, facts don't matter, but it's true. Alcohol. You'll save thousands. But you won't make any money, will you? Because there's no excise on COVID. Again, this goes way beyond money. This is about control. This has nothing to do about money. The people who rule over us in the club, they print the money. They can print as much money as they want. It doesn't matter. It's about controlling people. In a sight, man. You can't mention the name Margaret Court. You can't even mention her name because it makes you ill. That's how I feel when I hear your name. That's how I feel. 
moving up the up the coast, Gladys Berry jiggling. You were a champ in the bushfires. Man, I was proud of you. I thought you were the best politician I've ever seen. Then you went into COVID and you managed it the same way. You were pragmatic. You were honest. You tried to keep an even keel. But then the media got stuck into you. That Actually, the, it, it, this is the case where money does matter. No, it's the money and the threats of not taking the money that gets into you. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you get a lot of money, but you don't have a choice. If you don't take the money, then you get nothing. That's a really tough one to take. Ship came in and one of your health bureaucrats really blew it. One of the team that give you the medical advice, you said, which is, which is the best in the world, which now includes don't talk to your neighbor if you've got a mask on. Don't talk to your neighbor. You've got a health minister who, who is, reminds me of the bully that I thumped when I was 10 years old at school, the only person I ever hit in my life. I'm wondering if it's the same guy. Brad Hazard, did you ever go to Paddington Primary School? <laughs> That's pretty funny. For goodness sake, man. Listen to the doctors and nurses who are telling you that this is garbage. Stop being the henchman. Unbelievable. Then I go to Queensland. It was heartbreaking on the weekend to see fathers leaning across plastic barriers at the Tweed Coast border to hug their children that they're not allowed to go and visit. It's like a plastic Berlin Wall. Oh, and you're claiming all the credit. I do this for Queenslanders. Good on you. Good on you. But then when the tough questions get asked, like what about that woman who's trying to get across the border to finish her cancer treatment before she dies? Oh, let me defer to my chief medical officer whom I get the best medical advice from. Make the most of that because she's going to be in government house soon, isn't she? She's going to be the next governor general. I don't blame the CMOs. They're in a position that they would never dreamt they'd be in when they entered public service. It's tough for them. But by goodness, they're making some dreadful decisions and you're implementing them. Police, I wear a uniform like you do, and I, we have a lot of empathy for guys in uniform. I talk to you at the border crossings every day when I, when I can get across. This isn't what you signed up for. A lot of your colleagues are starting to say enough's enough. This has got to stop. Join them. Join them. Stand with them. This is not what you signed up for. A video the other day, what about 14 policemen subduing a 12-year-old girl for not wearing a mask in a Sydney shopping centre and then pepper spraying her? Is that what you signed up for? To be Brad Hazard's henchman? Military. You're patrolling state borders to keep Australians from Australians. You've done tours in Afghanistan. Your colleagues were killed by roadside bombs and shot at by friendly soldiers in their own units and killed. And for what? For nothing. For nothing. And when you come home with your honours, you you're scared to show them because now we live in a society where we want to strip our soldiers of their honours when they were doing the dirty work that none of us had the guts to do ourselves. It sickens me. And so now to... My colleagues, some of you aren't going to like what I'm saying. What you think of me is none of my business. I don't care. But know this, the rules in Qantas that protect people against 
prejudice apply to you? So if you're saying that that natural selection is going to deal with the idiots who don't get vaccinated and you're not mindful of the fact that there might be people in your group who aren't vaccinated, then more fool you. If you're saying you're doing this for out of patriotism and a sense of doing the right thing by your community, then don't in the very next breath say that you wish everybody who hasn't been vaccinated rots in their home without any privileges. Don't claim it. That's cheap patriotism and it doesn't wash with me. It doesn't wash with me. And if anybody has been vaccinated because they felt the need to, because they've got to pay their mortgage and they want to get on their, with their career, you have my support. You have the right to make your own decision. But don't damn me for being cautious. That's not on. That's not what we are. That's not the spirit of Australia, the flying kangaroo. It's not what we are. The flying kangaroo. What's that all about? The flying kangaroo. Oh, he's just mentioning Qantas is the flying kangaroo. Yeah, see, it's Qantas right there. <laughs> okay, learn something new. The only thing that's kept me sane in the last 18 months is Jesus Christ. And I'm not ashamed of that either, even though that's unfashionable. And I'd rather say what pleases him than what pleases men, because there's nothing I can say to men that could possibly please God if it pleased men. Galatians 1.10. On this rock I stand. Vaccine mandates. And vaccine passports are immoral, they're unpatriotic, and they're not on. And instead of calling all these people at the rallies anti-vaxxers, see them for who they are. They're freedom fighters. And they're fighting for your rights that you've given away. So stop labelling them and get out there and join them. Actually, that's not true. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background if you haven't heard about my story. I've been teaching internet marketing and marketing before the internet uh, for more than two decades. Uh, actually, more than uh, almost 25 years. Yeah, almost 25 years. And I was recruited by a secret society of marketing junkies. It was called the Marketing Junkies. There was just four of us. Uh, and it spawned into... Uh, a lot of the marketing that you see today. Anyway, to make a long story short, we came up with a list of the 29 human motivators. I have refined that list since then. And at the bottom of the list is freedom. That's right. The least important human motivation is freedom. If we cared about freedom, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in right now. We wouldn't be taking vaccines that have no track record. We wouldn't be putting on masks. We wouldn't be social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Most people do not care about freedom. At the top of the list is safety, security, certainty, trust, helping others, avoiding overwhelm, and not being lonely. That's what those that's like the dirty seven. That's what people really want. It is has nothing to do with freedom. Although that's the number one one for me is freedom. Stand in In fact, I don't even want certainty. I'm an entrepreneur. Certainty is disgusting to me. That's steady paycheck. 
I, my family doesn't like hearing that because I've had many, many downs and ups, ups and downs, ups and downs in business. But the idea that I make the same amount each week is disgusting to me. That means I'm not helping other people. It's very selfish. So uh, uncertainty is a very high motivator for me in freedom, which is num number 29 out of 29 on the list. I'm protest. I stand with the truckies and anybody else who's standing against this draconian nation that we've become. We're not a nation anymore anyway. Okay, so <laughs> the truckies, I'm pretty sure he's talking about the truckers protest from oh, eight days ago. And I tried to find out what came as a result from that. They certainly did their job, uh, not saying the job was a good job. They shut down the country. But I'm very suspicious of who organized that and what the real purpose behind it was. So they shut down the entire country. They made it so that no one can get any food <laughs> in Australia, which is exactly what the government wants. They want the scarcity to continue. They're manufacturing scarcity, and then they got the, the truckers to protest, and now there's no food on the shelves. And has anything changed? No. In fact, things are worse. Very suspicious of the truckies movement. I think that's, that's a government op completely. We're a conglomerate of little state dictatorships, which are ultimately run by CEOs of big corporations. It's garbage. Two-party politics is finished. You all eat at the same table. Albanese and Morrison, you all go to the same restaurant. Man, I hope he's right about that. That's true. It would be great if people stopped voting for these liars. They're all liars. That would be fantastic. But I don't see that happening. Everyone keeps talking about the same thing I've heard all my adult life. Let's vote the bums out. They don't realize that it's, it's a game. You vote the old bums out and you put new bums in. Can you name one politician in your entire life that did anything for the good of the people? I once was going to vote, actually twice, for Ross Perot. But he's in the club. <laughs> and he dropped out. So I don't think, I might have been drunk and I might have voted when I was in my early 20s. Although I don't think so. Uh, but since then, no, I have not voted. I no, will never vote. I know what the game is. It's the, the left wing is to the right wing, it's the same bird. So I hope he's right. I hope that people will stop voting. That would be part of the solution to get us out of this mess, no doubt. People like Palmer, people like Hanson, people like Lambie, those people are gonna get more and more power and they deserve it because you don't. This has happened on your watch. And your people will hold you to account. This is probably the last time I'll ever wear this uniform. I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to serve my airline and my country with pride. If I never fly again, it will be a bit of disappointment. But I will not. I will not sit in front of a television saying, why don't they do something knowing that the they is me? Truth. On to Wake Up Australia, we're on final approach to land. It's been a pleasure serving you. I've done it safely and with pride and with dignity and with authenticity. 
And that's how I will live my life to the rest of my days. I pray this is not the last time I wear the uniform, but I've got a feeling now I've probably blown it. But so be it. Take care. Look after your families. Start loving one another. And stay out of the trees. God bless you. Okay, we just literally approached an hour, and there's so much to unpack here, but I want to keep this short. Um, he delivers a lot of truth. It was very, Like I said, it was very engaging. Everyone at the dinner table was fully engaged in what he has to say. Unfortunately, he's gone down a few controlled operations rabbit holes, and that's going to lead people into circles and... It's not going to give people solutions to the problems that we face. But overall, I think it's fantastic. And I highly recommend uh, sharing his video, sharing this video, uh, letting people know about it. Um, it's, you know, it uses one of the principles of authority, which is really powerful. You see the stripes. You see he's an airline pilot. He's got gravitas. My guess is he's probably, well, hopefully he's like 80 and he looks younger than that. My guess is probably in his early 70s. 53 years, you probably get started after the Army, or actually the Navy. Yeah, pro probably in his early 70s. And very powerful to see that. Uh, same when you see doctors, but doctors, they're just, they're completely censored on social media. So this is a good one to get out, that is for sure. So what are the solutions? Well, I've been talking about solutions for 20 years. No one wants to hear it. I mean, I've been screaming about this for 20 years. I can prove it. I can go uh, back to 14 years, to the, uh, 13 years. I've been screaming about this officially for 13 years. I have 2,000 plus hours of shows like this. Me screaming about Agenda 21, about cocooning. That was the first hint that something was wrong in 1986. When I read Faith Popcorn's The Popcorn Report, talking about cocooning, where you're going to live. Oh, my wife's giving me a hug. Hello. And a kissy. About cocooning, where we're going to live and enjoy living in our little cocoon home. I've been screaming about this. That's exactly what's been going on. I've been screaming about this since 2008, September 11, 2008. And I came up with something called the 1% Club, which became Project X, which is now called Exclave Private Towns. These are unvaccinated towns where you don't mask, you don't social distance, you don't take vaccines, there's no social credit scores, you bring back your privacy. So that's the solution before we build the towns. I'm, I'm the lead developer, full stack developer of Exclave Bucks. These are government resistant Digital bartering currency. Uh, I'm going to be releasing that very shortly. So now anyone who has any device, no email needed, no phone number needed, you just create a username and a password and bam, uh, you have a bank account on your phone, no software to download. And you are literally bartering, but in fractional. Instead of trading your tomatoes for you know, a fender on someone's car, it's done with bucks. Bucks represents real things and resources. And that's my solution to the problem. So you can go see what I'm working on. Go to escapethenewnormal.com. 
Once again, escapethenewnormal.com. You can take a tour of the vision of Exclave Private Towns. We're on track to open or to break ground later this year in our first location. Do not, everyone asks, second most asked question, where's your first location? Probably going to be somewhere around Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, northeast corridor of the United States. And then once we open it and perfect it, then we will go move south and west until we're open all across the country. Because I know there's going to be huge demand for people who refuse to get the vaccine and refuse to mask and refuse to social distance. But, you know, we need people to take, you know, to take the leap of faith and to have the courage to make it happen. People are afraid. People are afraid that the government is going to do something to them. Well, what's the alternative? <laughs> like, do you want to live in your... They're lit... <laughs> Allison McDowell said that perfectly. She said, Uber is not a transportation company. Uber is a geofencing company. And if your social credit score is below a green, meaning good to go, meaning you're politically completely politically correct, meaning if you don't get a vaccine, you're a red, you're not going to be able to leave your home. And, and, and there's I don't think there's going to be FEMA camps and concentration camps. No. It's your home. Your home is going to be your prison. And you're not, you're not, if you won't get vaccinated, you won't be able to leave your home. And that includes getting food. And I've been saying this forever. And people thought I was a scaremonger. People still think I'm a scaremonger. They see all the evidence they lay out every single day on these videos and these audios that I do. Oh, he's just, he's a scaremonger. Really? Go move to Australia. Go move to Canada. Go to Ontario. Tim and at fakeologist.com in Ontario. Go, go ask him how things are going. And wait, you ain't seen nothing yet. I keep saying that. I know what their plans are. They, they publish their plans at the World Economic Forum. The guy who leads the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, let me a little, did a little ditty to his book, Klaus Schwab. It's called COVID-19 colon The Great Reset. He also has another book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution, but just start with The Great Reset. Read that book. I take what he says very serious. Almost everything that he has said that's going to happen in the future has come true. For the exception here in Pennsylvania, the Real ID Act was delayed 19 months. Also, Klaus Schwab's mother is a Rothschild. Yeah, look into that. That's who runs the world, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. I mean, it goes much higher than that, but those are the public faces of the top of the food chain. So when they tell us that there's a coming social credit score system, I believe it. When they tell us the Rothschilds owns The Economist, man, there's going to be a lot of notes here. The Economist magazine cover from 1988. 1988, they said there's going to be a one-world digital dollar. That that's going to come 20 years later. Well, they're off by three years because they've announced it. It's coming. Bitcoin, crypto, all invented by. I'll post that too. DARPA which is the military, invented Bitcoin. Wasn't some <laughs> Satoshi Naka whatever 
some anonymous individual who did it. No, it was the government. In fact, it was J.P. Morgan that was involved in that too. And I'm going to show you the proof. So everyone's being funneled into this Bitcoin. These unrealistic gains. By the way, Bitcoin and the entire crypto scene took a huge bath today. Huge bath. I'm in one crypto that was given to me. Epic Cash that went down 40% today. That's not currency. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyone who gets crypto is crazy. They like Really? You like waking up? You like checking your app to see that you just lost 40% today? What are you, a masochist? Give me a break. Holy moly. Yeah, so I'm getting out of that. You know, thank you for sending me that free crypto. I'll just get out of that. And by the way, good luck trying to cash out crypto. What a nightmare. Holy moly. I had to give, <clears throat> it's called KYC. I had to give my name, my cell phone number. I had to take a scan of my driver's license. I had to take a scan of me looking left and right. It wasn't just a picture of me through my computer. They had me look to the left and to the right. I had to give my social security number. I had to submit the front of my utility bill and it wasn't good enough. I, I showed only partial of my utility bill with my name on it and the balance. That wasn't good enough. I needed to take the full, I had to fit it on the full scan of the top to bottom. All this to get rid of a couple hundred dollars worth of crypto in USD, insane. When you do Exclave Bucks, you create a username, you submit a password, you play a little game, a match game, just to show that you're a human being. It's kind of a fun CAPTCHA. And every time, by the way, you, you, you succeed with the CAPTCHA, you get paid for it. You can make like five bucks. You can make an instant $5 when you use my app. And boom, you're ready to go. No name, no email address. No phone number, no pictures, no utility bills, none of that bullshit, none of that KYC stuff. So stay tuned for that. If you want to find out about that, if you want to join Exclave Private Towns and be a part of the beta test as we're rolling it out, it is dirt cheap to join right now. You're rewarded if you're an early adopter. So go again to escapethenewnormal.com. Once again, escapethenewnormal.com. I think an hour and 11 minutes is appropriate to end this. So everyone, thanks for listening. Stay tuned tomorrow. Hopefully we'll talk about the nurses town hall unless COVID does something crazy. It is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021 at 1022 in the evening. Time to retire. I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>